Welcome to the DJ and Dads podcast. Today we have a, a jam-packed, action-packed episode with myself, Kyle Wilson, and host and Chris Coffee. What's going on, my man? What is up? GM Kyle, not much, man. Just ready for Monday. Absolutely. So first up, I mean, there's a lot going on. BitBoy's canceling himself or something. I don't know. Pepe's getting canceled. Everything's getting canceled. Frentex dying. I don't know. There's just a lot of news we're going to get into. But first up, we have some market reports on the round the NFT space. Let's cover those real quick, Chris. If you want to do that, uh, take the mic away. Okay. Yeah, we're sure. Just a second. Let me uh, go ahead and pull it pull it up real quick. Um, so the NFT market is looking pretty neutral. There hasn't been a whole lot of action over the last seven days, but overall everything is up. Um, it looks like I don't have an exact percentage on here. There's been $77 million volume uh, across all marketplaces with Blur taking up 25% of this volume and OpenSea taking up 20%, uh, pretty close. And also Blur Aggregator takes up 12%. Uh, don't have anything pulled up on the crypto market right now. I know we did have a hard kind of week with crypto. Uh, let's see. Crypto market yeah, it seems like volumes kind of petered out a little bit this month, looking at the daily volume um, across the major marketplaces. It just kind of is a downward trend leading up into August. But typically when there's downtrend and you reach kind of that low volume, that's when things start to kind of turn around. But we could see kind of a lull. We're, we're, I think we'll see a lull in crypto in the NFT market for like another month or so. And then we'll start to see a little bit more activity um, pop up in general uh, around the blockchain space. That's kind of my thoughts. Yeah, man, I'm hoping if everything stays paced with Bitcoin having next year, that people are going to be trying to front run it and that we could see like healthy traction up really towards the end of this year, beginning of next year. But as always, not financial advice and nobody has a crystal ball. Literally, there's so many things that could happen to for, for positive or negative. We don't know, but uh, I am excited overall. And I'm just kind of feeling good about everything despite the market kind of being neutral or low. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's get into some of these topics. You know, we have so much to cover. Um, even BitBoy, like as we're recording, he's supposed to do a special announcement. Before we get into that, um, you know, OMI utility, that's been all the rage in the BB community. Um, so I think we should talk about that for a little bit there. You know, I think people were disgruntled with the fact that they merged the OUP perhaps with the MCP program and they feel some type of way about that. Um, Chris, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what I think about it. What's your thoughts? Sure. If I was heavier on the collectible side, which I mean, like, it's, I'm not light by any means, but like compared to other people where like they kind of went 100% in on the collectibles and like not very much OMI, I would kind of be upset by the balances I'm seeing as well. I, I mean, I saw, I'm going to, I'm going to follow this up in a minute. I saw somebody with like under 10 collectibles be a master collector, you know, and at the end of the day, you're not really a master collector if, you don't really collect anything. So I totally see that that viewpoint. But I also heard that it's like a um the more people that like put Omi into the app to layer two, the more that's gonna be distributed. So essentially like your bonus for holding Omi as far as like your collectors upgrade is going to lower with time uh and with more uh being added to the pool. So if that's the case, then like I don't think it's really as like big of a deal as people say that it is. Uh, and ultimately, at the end of the day, like I would say, like I am biased because, as far as a like long term, I guess for lack of better words, investment vehicle, I've always viewed Omi as the winner uh, because, like, that's just kind of you know the underlying crypto of VV. Uh, I do think, like, obviously, like individual collectibles on VV like could be great in the future. But I mean, since the beginning, I've always been like. I've been a collector for a lot of VV collectibles, but Omi's always there. I mean, obviously, like I'm buying Omi for the price of Omi. So it kind of makes sense to me. And I, I think it's kind of long winded, but I think at the end of it, I'm just excited to see a little bit more attention on Omi. I even like made a video on this maybe two weeks ago, but like Ecomi like even added Omi to their name finally. It almost seemed for like six months, maybe even a year, that like they weren't mentioning Omi. And, you know, that's kind of bothersome as somebody who's like always like been big on it. You know, it's kind of like, well, what's going on? Like, please don't tell me you're going to abandon the token because a lot of things happen. You know, like uh, the SEC really cracked down on a lot of crypto. Uh, there's a lot of fear and uncertainty. So, like, it would make sense for them I, to, like, I guess not talk about it as much, but also scared me. Like, I hope they don't like cut it, of course, or like something bad doesn't happen. So it's really good just to see Omi get some attention during this time. And I think it's all going to balance out in the future. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't know if it's like a finalized program. 
Um, I just know that the, obviously the reaction, I mean, I, I feel like people had enough time to react already. So it's kind of weird to see such a late reaction in my opinion on that. Um, I feel like a lot of the OGs kind of brought it up like to begin with and nobody really rallied around that. So I feel like the late react, I don't know. I just like, I'm like, well, we brought this up a while back. Nobody was, nobody was saying anything. I, I think visually is why people are upset to see like only people come in and now they're master collector. And now it makes now it actually clicks and hits home now. But I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what my official take on it is. I, I just want to see how it plays out, I guess, in the app first before I make a, a real decision here, um, just to see if they make any tweaks or changes. But, um, yeah, I, I had I, I do wish that they had just kept it separate, if I'm being honest, just because it feels like that's I mean, originally, that's what they were supposed to do. But at the same time, I'm like, well, it is what it is now. So, yeah, whatever. well, I think that's why people are upset, you know, because like originally we had the Omi utility program and then we had the master collector program. You know, there were two different entities, essentially, that obviously work together because it's on the same app. But it looks like with like Omi directly like boosting your master collector points. Like that's more of a mesh than people were expecting. And again, people were upset because it's like, man, I have a hundred sets, you know, I've put all this money into it. Um, whether it's financially incentive or not, it's like, I want to be rewarded for like how much I'm holding, you know, how much I'm collecting and, uh, for the, for it to kind of seem at first to be like, well, you're kind of less relevant than that person that has a lot of Omi, like y'all are on the same playing field or this person might even be higher than you. I could see why people would get upset by that. But again, I, I believe from what I've seen, uh, I've been so busy this past week that it's going to be more of like the more that's added, the less effect that's going to have. And if that's the case, it's all going to be balanced out at the end of the day. And I, I think that it should be obvious that like Omi is going to support VV in some capacity and give you advantages in VV. Uh, I think people's main arguments is like, you know, these aren't collectors that have a lot of Omi. They, uh, yet they're coming onto the app and now they're like considered the same level as me who is a collector uh so i can see that frustration but again i mean we just gotta give it time yeah yeah it's it, i mean i think people are honestly they're just happy the fact that omi has some utility now um and i think that's what people are kind of resting in their their laurels and their hat on which is fair because it's like been years um since any utility um, obviously like they're, they burn some tiny transaction fees from the buying of NFTs, but, um, I, I still would have liked to see, uh, well, even that was kind of, did they, I, I was, I would still kind of like to see like the, you know, long-term, like if you're going to buy certain accessories, it has to be an Omi. I feel like they should have like still, still kind of stuck with that. But I feel, I know that like from Mitch's perspective, it was probably just easier to combine the two because then you have to build two separate complete mechanisms and um it wouldn't have feel like it wouldn't have felt like they were delivering and again like a lot of people that you know are super biased towards um vv and omi are just excited that there's some utility to begin with so i think that's what um people are are doing yeah um, and this is just a start man like i think this is a huge stepping point because for like two years you know that's how long we've been covering this probably longer um it's it's always been like Omi's going to have utility. Omi's going to have utility. You know, it's, it's going to have utility, and then like it really never has yet. You know, it's kind of something that we've just been awaiting, kind of like a, a dangling carrot. But finally, I would say like last week marked the beginning of Omi utility. Omi day zero, and so after all this time, it's like honestly, it went from a useless token that was just speculative to even if it's not a lot, or even if it's still like not really any tangible benefits yet you can see it being integrated in the app so now it has utility so I, I think what people need to realize is this is just stage one and there's a ton of other things they can do with it and that they've already said that they're going to do with it uh, and there's a lot of notes that they can take from being kind of later to the game on integrating like crypto to your platform i mean you know me and you just bought ape token last week we could talk about this later in the episode uh to be able to mint a um a rec league which is like a game coming out for mobile that's using like board ape ip to be able to mint that you know so like nothing is stopping uh vivi to my knowledge from saying you know having mints that are strictly an omi that burn omi and then we've, they've already talked about the tickets you know purchase tickets to be able to get advantages on drops and and all that so i'm excited again this is the this is the very beginning of the utility for me I uh, do. Uh, Omi has been like crushing it. I saw it was like top leaderboards on like uh, it's on metaverse tokens or um, and it's up. Let's see. I have it pulled up. It is up 
35% for the week. It is down 12% in the last 24 hours. I will say, uh, last thing on this though, like I'm not about uh, buying into like the short pumps. Like I prefer to buy red candles over green candles. You know, it could never come back down or it could very well people get bored in a couple of weeks, kind of not seeing any anything else. And then it goes right back down. So I would never try to get people to FOMO into this. Uh, for me, you know, if it goes down again, like I might accumulate some more, you know, I bought like before all this, like a, when it was way lower. So yeah, I, it's kind of an accumulation thing for me until like we really see it integrated and we see more of an adoption with VV. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the closer to VVverse and all that. I think people are just kind of hyped that there's just some utility. Um, and then there's still the macro. You know, crypto still has to play out in the macro. I think we we might see another, you know, month or two where it's kind of a lull period for crypto in general, like Bitcoin. Um, as we approach these Bitcoin ETF approvals and even Ethereum ETF approvals, and even getting closer to next year, the April happening event for Bitcoin. So a lot of these things are culminating. Uh, more I pay pay attention to it's like my job me a lot of people forget we me and you work in the web3 space so we do have quite an extensive knowledge of the macro of crypto blockchain and web3 so uh, I do want to point that out which is why we started a alpha media labs newsletter so be sure to subscribe to that by the way slight little shill there but let's move on to the next topic bitboy is going live actually as we're recording right, this can i say one more thing on omi and vivi before we move on yeah Sorry. yeah yeah. go ahead uh i want to you actually uh posted this last week uh we just never got to talk about it but uh one of the probably the biggest nft show for those that don't like, keep up with everything in the space is the nifty and uh the founder one of the founders uh nft nick uh basically said on live that he sees the next bull run really people flocking to uh, to app to marketplaces like VV, NBA Top Shot, and others. I will, you know, I'll throw in all the details. Uh, he did do a sub comment, basically saying, "Well, I wasn't talking about VV. I was talking about uh, platforms like VV." But my takeaway from that is like he could be wrong, you know, like all, everybody could be wrong. But I think his primary point is. When you see people that are completely new to crypto and NFTs, like it's pro they're probably going to flock to apps that are easier to use um, and easier just to like plug your credit card, debit card in. And I think personally, uh, Nick has seen like a bad side of VV, uh, where you know, a lot of people in the space feel that way. But his uh, his clarification comment of like basically trying to say he wasn't talking directly about VV, I think it's important to know. Like I think the VV community is strong enough and big enough to where like. I don't think people realize that it could still be BB. You know, there's been things that happened in the past. It sucks. But like, I think they have a lot more advantage than a completely new platform coming out of left field. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Um, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of collectors, like both IRL. They have like these entire rooms filled with collectibles. Um, the one thing I'll say is they feel and they're in the NFTs. They have their own shows and all kinds of stuff is like they mentioned to to me is like they feel the vv community is gated so they don't really bother talking about it which is kind of a shame um so like if anybody's watching from the vv community you might take that to heart a little bit and kind of readjust because like it'd be nice to have like people that are excited about web3 and blockchain feel included in the conversation and i feel like um, I would kind of have to agree, you know, it's like um, it does feel like that at times, especially in the bear market. I think in the bull market, everybody's going to be happy and uh, kind of forget about stuff. But uh, let's move on to BitBoy and what's going on with that. He's going live as we are recording and okay. all that good stuff. What's going on with that, man? Um, is he quitting his own channel? Is he getting what's going on, Chris? Give us a news update on that. Yeah, man, he's getting kicked out of his own channel. Uh, he posted from Ben, joined ben, ben Coin or whatever. He said, this is Ben talking about him. Uh, TJ Shedd and Justin Williams have attempted a coup at my company, just confirming what is going on uh, around, and it is true. Uh, there's been a mutiny at BitBoy Crypto and his network, but it won't work. They have no leverage until they can clone me. I have nothing to worry about. CoffeeZilla even quoted that tweet, and he said, so uh, BitBoy Crypto is getting kicked out of BitBoy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of wild, man. Yeah, it's it's really wild, and he's, again, about to go live in a minute. Um, literally, it's like a minute 30 seconds. So we'll see if he appears or if it's going to be somebody from his team as we're literally recording this. But, um, yeah, it's it's pretty wild, and maybe that's because he launched the scam coin tokens. I don't really know. Like, you know, yeah. there's some – we and I don't know. This is all alleged. This is what Twitter is saying, not me and Chris. This is what – all of it's being aired out on Twitter – 
uh, slash X, but you know, the Ben token, how he kind of like essentially was trying to take that coin over from Ben.eth. We know Ben.eth has launched like four coins or he's planning on launching another one soon, um, which I don't recommend getting into any of those for the exact reason why I mentioned the very first time is because it seems like he abandons a coin, launches another, abandons and launch. And so it's just this repeat cycle. And I, I don't know. I just I want you guys to be careful. Maybe do your own due diligence. If you want to invest in that, that's on you. This is not financial advice. This is just be careful, you know. And um, you know, I, I do like DJ plays. Like I still invest into meme coins myself and I love to see a good meme coin rise up, but um sometimes these some of these plays are a little in my opinion, a little scammy, you know, and it is what it is. But anyways, he tried to take that coin over and maybe that's what it's all about. His team may be trying to separate from that. I don't know. I don't literally know, have no idea what's going on and we'll find out here soon enough. But yeah, this is going to be the first time he addresses it off of like one of his platforms. So like that, that post that I was just talking about uh, was like on like the bin, like not his actual platform, but like on a platform he runs, but like BitBoy Crypto himself hasn't addressed it yet. So this is going live right now. Maybe we'll see some updates as we go on with this podcast. So stay tuned for that. But we do have a lot. Speaking of meme coins, uh, one of the biggest runners, probably what really just like rocketed the last meme coin season just a couple months ago was Pepe. And uh, something pretty brutal happened with that over the weekend. <laughs> You've been following up, Kyle? Yeah, yeah. So I've been following up, by the way, his team... I don't see BitBoy on this live. That that is wow. absolutely crazy. It's just wow. they, he it was his team reading from a paper. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't see Ben. This is crazy. It's wild. But yeah, let's move on to Pepe. So Pepe, um, it, I, from what I know, okay, I haven't gathered much on this, but I've seen some updates. Is that Pepe? You know, the team apparently is like rugging the project or abandoning it. I don't know. And then now all these like you know newer. ERC 20 just derivatives are popping up everywhere. And, you know, I don't know. I, it just goes back to me and my opinion is like, I told you so. Like, I, this is what I t- was telling people from the beginning. I was like, go ahead, make that money. I called the top too. And people were mad at that. I called the top. They're like, oh, it's not the top. It's going to, you know, and sure. people were mad at me then. I, so I called the bottom and I called the top. And I, I was like, but at the same time, be careful because this is the way this was, token was created was not meant to be like this long-term deal. And what happened? It, it So literally, I've been all over this token. So not to toot my own horn, but I wanted to throw out that like, yeah, I pointed out another derivative token that's doing really well currently um, just because there's like a bunch of Twitter spaces around it, like 400 people per day, per night. Um, streaming for hours on Twitter. So I was like, that could maybe we're in Pepe season again. But I also want to add that the 2016 OG Pepe is still around and nobody's paying yeah. attention to them still. And they've been, and I've been tagging them just like, you know, they, they get no love. They, they're proof of work now. They're, they made, they're making their own AI ran model, their own uh, like chat GPT, if you will, based on cloud decentralization. So um, what they're doing is actually pretty, um, in my opinion, is pretty worthy uh, of what a OG, what you would expect from Pepe OG. OG. And, and so isn't it like called like OG Pepe coin or something like that, or Pepe coin? Yeah, it's called Pepe coin. And the yeah. reason why, so they they had Pepe originally, the handle, um, and then they were going to list on now closed Bittrex, or you know Bittrex closed mm-hmm. down just this past year for obvious reasons. The U.S. based exchange they closed down because of hard times and the SEC regulations and all blah blah blah. But they told Pepe to change their name, so they had to go. Um, they called it Meme Coin. So it's like the, an OG Meme Coin too. So literally, wow. it's got big lore around it, and I'm I'm shocked nobody's talking about it. Like so, and uh, I was tagging Rand because Rand was talking about Pepe. I was like, listen, you guys need to interview the founders of Pepe because they have a pretty insane story. Like they built Pepe on Counterparty, which was a Bitcoin-based protocol or whatever, or like I don't know. Then they have lore with Vitalik Buterin himself tweeting about it. Like maybe I should wear Pepe coin t-shirt at, I don't know. It was like at the Ethereum Alliance or something. I don't know. Anyways, it's so crazy this, out there. This is called Pepe coin, right? Yeah, That's it's called it. Pepe coin, but right. there's already you, a billion you know it's, different it's, accounts though. So it's there's up, already a it's up 178% this week. You know that, right? 
Well, not well. There's a, so again, you have to be careful because there's a lot of Pepe coins out there that are are fake. Well, can so, you can you like check the one that you're talking about? Like maybe just yeah. give us the first like few letters of the contract address. Yeah. So Pepe Coin is following me on on X, and that's it's called Pepe Coins with the with the coins? F on the end. Oh, okay. They have their contract. They have everything posted on their Twitter, like the contract address, all of that. Um, and again, it's it's listed on their like bio. Um, but again, be careful because there's a lot of you know one little misspelling on X, and it'll lead you to a scam account. Sure. So you have to be careful um, on that. Uh, just for the viewers listening, Chris, you already know about all that. But um, yeah. it should be. Last I checked, it was like two to three million market cap. It's literally nothing. Um, I just want to yeah. like for for me and the viewers, you know, if we wanted to go check it out, I just would like a. Uh... You know, yeah, it's yeah. literally 3.7. So it, it did almost double, but still relatively super low. But I think when people learn, if they can get their story and lore out there, I think they'll they'll do good. Because listen, they've already been here for long term. They've proven it. They've had to move different protocols. Um, they have a huge they actually have a community like Pepe Pay, like somebody's trying to build a Pepe PayPal. They have <laughs> this thing called um the Pep DAC or something like that, where they were like one of the first NFT exchanges or marketplaces. So created if I was to find NFT cards. So it's like they have some serious lore, man. I'm I'm not even kidding. Like it's if I was like trying some to find this on CoinGecko. How how would I search it? Um, I don't know. Let me see if they're on. Oh, I'm pretty sure they are on um CoinGecko because like they what, announced that last. Can you can you check maybe what number they are um, on CoinGecko and uh, maybe I can go from there because like you said, there's a ton of Pepe's. So it's under. You can check. Let me check the contract address real quick first. But do you want to cover off anything or any questions you had while I'm looking that up? Uh, okay, so yeah, it's on CoinGecko. Pepe Coin is what's on CoinGecko. Um, it's listed as and yeah, so that's. It doesn't show the market cap, but it does show fully diluted valuation on there. And the the, the total supply starts off with elite, like one, three, three, seven, six, nine, four, twenty. So that that's how you know the total supply. And that's how you know it's OD because they, they're using So it is the one I'm looking at. It's, it's at point oh three, right? Um yeah, it's three cents. Yeah, dude, that's it's up 156% this week. Right. But I mean so that's you, you four should, million four million market happy. cap. Yeah, aren't well, you four, holding still? Four, four million market caps, not that big. So I got to be, we got to be careful with this stuff because if people YOLO in, you True. know, it's such a small micro cap. I'm just telling the lore because I think that they deserve a chance. Then all these like scam, scammy derivatives, and and, and I again I mentioned so people get angry. They're like, oh, but you don't get it. It's like I called the rich the this like newer pet bay at five million market cap. I get it. Okay, I get, but like one coin doesn't own a community. The community sure. is like the community, and they could decide once they learn about the story um, proper, then they could decide maybe the OG one is the actual because it is a real Pepe coin. So that's my point being is like, I don't know why people get mad. I'm just like, I'm just giving you guys the news, the story, and the lore. Okay, so I'm just the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. We talked about this before. I thought they were like a BRC20 as well. Um, no. Okay. Uh, they they were they actually had their smart contract deployed before ethereum smart contracts even existed um and then they um recently migrated over to they actually launched their smart contract before this whole pol the poly pepe coin i don't even know what to call that one they launched theirs before they oh, did man. and then poly frant run the the pepe coin um I don't know. Maybe he learned about the old pet bay and was like, "Yo, that's actually a good meme." And then decided, "I don't know. I don't like. I I don't know what happened there." But yeah, speaking um, of Polly, he uh, he was not happy about the uh, funds being moved on the pet bay that everybody was buying, and he ended up doxing the guy and both of his parents. Like on X, he was like, "Yeah, your mom works here, and this is her name, and your dad works here, and this is his name." And um, I don't know. I wasn't about doxing family, even if it's a scammer, because like they're not involved. Yeah, dude. That's that's disgusting. And again, yeah. that's like that's that sucks, man. That I mean, that's I think that's awful. But um, again, all the OGs like the from the OG project are they're already docs and everything. And they're I mean, they got culture, man. I'm telling you, it's the original one. They had the first NFT, like one of the first NFT marketplaces with tradable Pepe cards. I mean, they got a lot of lore.
Sure. And it was built on county counterparty. That's like a, a Bitcoin's alley kind of in, in a sense, like on terms of protocol level. But yeah. anyways, um, let's move on. To yeah, I like the, uh, I like the uh, there's two big uh, NFT announcements that happened over the weekend. If you want to talk about those, uh, one of them is that the, it's actually launching today. So it's super relevant to this podcast. It probably around the time you upload it is going to be around the time of launch. Uh, but Doodles is launching their own Crocs. And if you've been following me on YouTube or X, you would know I got my first pair of Crocs this year. I don't know if I have them. They're like behind me. I don't feel like getting them. Uh, but I've become a Crocs fan, man. I never thought I'd be you know, a guy to wear Crocs, but here I am. They're super comfortable. Unfortunately, Doodles are very expensive. Uh, for retail investors, they're going to be $120. If you own a Doodle, you get a whopping $20 off. So you pay $99. Uh, the whole thing, though, is uh, to circle around it. I don't really know how I feel about it because to me, that's like not quite enough utility for actually holding a doodle. But at the same time, like that's they're clearly raising a ton of capital. Doodle is like heavily VC backed. We talked about VCs last week on our podcast, uh, whether they're good or bad for the crypto NFT space. I want to say doodles raised like upwards of seventy million dollars, but. I have some breaking news in a minute. Okay. One of the things about Doodles having so much money is that they're able to get partnerships with people like Crocs. And um, so, yeah, they're launching the shoes today. Um, We can circle back around this. Is the news about Ben Ben Coin or Ben? No, no. I mean, I haven't seen Ben on the episode. This is 100% their team announcing stuff. Um, And so I'm going to definitely go back and rewatch that after this episode. But um, breaking news again here. This is pretty big too. I mean, we're talking about an influencer that is actually bigger than BitBoy. Maybe is Tom Billu. Your boss just treat, tweeted, um, Chris Trevor. Uh, Trevor oh, Owens yes. said that SEC charges LA-based media and entertainment company Impact Theory for unregistered offering of NFTs. That is massive news, right there, man. That is. Wow, that You're is supposed a big to hit us with something good, Kyle. I know this is not. I'm sorry. There's a lot of negative news lately, but um, listen, we got like a month or two, and then hopefully we'll be in the, what is I think could be the beginning of the bull run. So hopefully, like we get the Bitcoin ETFs approved, Ethereum ETFs approved, and hopefully we'll get some positive traction out of that moving into next year. Um, I don't know. Tw- people are saying 2025, but I'm like. You, you guys realize like Bitcoin ETF and Bitcoin halving. I don't know if it's going to be till 20, like 2025 is a little, I don't know. It seems a little late to me. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. No, I agree. I'm reading up this, this quick report that, uh, yeah, that just wrote about it. It. yeah, just announced today. It looks like, I mean, literally the SEC on their website says today, August 28th has been recorded. So this is truly breaking news, um, here on the podcast. So, Anyways, heart goes out to Tim Billu, man. He's a small entrepreneur. That it just I hate to see that. It just seems yeah, like they're target it just seems like they're targeting like, you know, if you're big, then they'll target you. And, and that's sad. I'm like, they're just trying to make an example out of him. Um, and they're trying to, you know, I don't know. This is just to me, it sucks. It's like, wow. Yeah, so it says, it looks like the conclusion of why they're charging is the order finds that the NFTs offered and sold to investors were investment contracts and therefore securities, uh, which, dude, that'd be so relevant. The keys to, around, it's around so keys. many projects, though. So amongst other things, Founder the impact keys. theory yeah, emphasized that it's trying to build the next Disney and, it's, and if successful, it would deliver tremendous value to the founder's keys. But I mean, that's like the, that's a thesis for a lot of NFT projects is like, if you're an orig- if you're an original buyer, then like there could be value there. So I can think of literally ten off the top of my head projects that would be under the same scrutiny of like offering uh, future value, basically of you buying the initial sale. I mean that's that's most NFTs. Like, well, honestly. it's not like he he's not promising income here. He's just saying that that these NFTs will provide value, and I think that's okay. It's called utility, and I think the SEC is confusing like in like a promise of return with just value. Okay. So if I buy a cup holder, I could put my drink in it and that provides me value. If I buy an NFT and it just so happens to give me, um, you know, utility, I can go use it in a game or I can do this as util. And I think the, the SEC, um, since it does have a dollar value associated with it, like you could sell these keys for a, you know, probably a greater amount than you bought it for. They're just immediately saying like, oh, that's a security. And I, I don't necessarily agree with that thought process or that kind of, um, you know, 
and it, it, maybe he marketed as such. I don't know. So but, I, I mean, know, even I, even if though, like, it's not a good. It's not good. Even if it was talking about specifically finances, I mean, there's projects me and you own and have minted. That's like, hey, if you if you mint this or if you buy this and hold this, like, we'll give you like revenue share of X, Y, or Z. Even the, I mean, I, I'll ignore all the projects that are kind of smaller because I don't want to put them in the spotlight. But somebody who's going to face Rec League, Rec League, like we just minted these boxes. These boxes are going to be able to have mechs in them, the the boxes that we have particularly. And these mechs are going to be sold to Web2 Gaming Store to where if anybody buys our mech that like they like, then we get revenue distribution of that. I mean, that that's promising future value specifically from a financial perspective. So like, is that different, you know, than... Than this, I would say it's even worse, and it and like I, that's a huge use case in my opinion. Like a good thing for NFTs is is that future value. So but I don't know. It's like you see all these email lists, for example, that try to get you to sign up to their email list, like ours. We 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 want to provide value to our subscribers. So what do we do? You you're going to do a coffee giveaway. Uh, we're going to provide alpha and, and really good material in the email, and it's like. You don't sit that the SEC isn't charging email newsletters with security for you know security yeah. because Yo, you know, let's, not, let's not talk about our coffee giveaway or anything right now you know not not after reading that. <laughs> well, I mean, you can do giveaways. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, mean. Yeah, yeah. Day. like that's not going to violate anything. But it, it, I'm just talking about other email lists too. Like everybody sure. wants to provide value to their email subscribers, and I, I just think NFTs are the SEC is trying to make an example out of NFTs. And maybe it's just going to come down to his marketing. I don't know. Like you can and can't say certain things about marketing. And I do kind of agree with that as well. Like you can't promise like returns or you can't promise like income and you need, you do need disclaimers. So like I'm a marketer and I I'm well aware of that. So, so um, you, you think it could boil down to something as simple as like them particularly going after something. the, after the disclaimers, like, but that's not, that shouldn't be the SEC's job. That's the FTC. I think it is or whatever. That's not even the same body of government. Like they should be charging, um, you know, impact theory with that. Um, and that's what you see in marketing is not the SEC. Like this is like so weird. And um, maybe it's just cause it has to do with NFTs, which technically it's a non-fungible token. Um, so maybe that's why the SEC is getting involved here, but I don't know. It's just like, I don't know, man, this is, this is just like really big stress for me. Cause like, yeah. at least like, I mean, this is breaking, like, this is like my like initial reaction is like, they're making that, an example out of this guy is what they're doing. The One of the main reasons I would buy in a very expensive NFT would be for like the financial aspects of that, you know, like, um, not even saying again, I don't want to call out individual projects, but like if a project offered me to use that IP that I'm purchasing towards monetization, like that falls under this, in my opinion, you know, like, um, so I don't yeah, know. Like, it, and maybe, I don't, yeah, it's just such a bizarre thing, man. Um, all right, let's move on uh, to a couple of other activations going on in Web3. We have, you know, Basie and Macy event that just happened. I saw a lot of attraction on social media. A lot of people were excited about that um macy man man the macy holders were popping off obviously Basie too um this was a cool event i think i think a lot of people had fun there um it's good to see people having fun in the bear market despite you know floor prices being down a lot of negative news they, they're still like nft community is still strong it's not gonna die like these these activations are showing the communities out there that um it's not going away what's your thoughts on all this yeah, I think events are awesome. You know, me and you have been to two different events together. We went to Decon, of course, with the VV community. And then we went to uh, that event in Austin where, like, we went to the Mochaverse party and some uh, a some other parties. Hey, oh. um, I think events are really cool for strengthening community. I think they're also really good utility. Uh, you know, I, we were talking to Cryer a couple weeks ago, and he was basically saying that he thinks like a doodles entry right now is like worth it because like he takes advantage of all the events that they do. You know, he goes to oh. the, uh, he goes to the doodles camp. Uh, Breaking news again. <laughs> all right, let me finish this thought. Um, he goes to the doodles camp, which is like this camp that doodles puts on for kids and stuff. And he brought his family there, you know, a couple weeks ago. And then he does the doodles putt doodles throws like enough events a year to like make the valuation worth it to him. So, you know, there's, there's the value in it. So, I think uh, in, in IRL events like retain value and also strengthen community. I think they're great, especially if sustainable and like consistent. Like if it's like a one-time event, then you know I don't know. Like it'd be good for like that and that hype right there, but then it's going to kind of fade off. 
Wow. So I got some huge breaking news. Cryptoys is dropping Mickey Mouse. Whoa. On the flow chain. So this will be the what? first Mickey Mouse on the flow chain. Yeah, this is this is pretty big. So um they just announced this moments ago this is crazy I mean, there's so much news breaking on the podcast right now it is insane <laughs> you have got to subscribe to our email newsletter as well so you don't miss any of these updates yeah we'll if have you miss our podcast at least you can read up on it on our email so you have to i mean i mean if you want to win if you want a cookie no, i'm kidding that's what mr b says in his bio subscribe if you want to <laughs> like you want a cookie if you subscribe or whatever he says uh but that's huge that, that is, is huge, huge. man I'm checking yeah. it out right now on my end. A lot of people said that I remember getting a little backlash because I was like, you know, I, I broke the news about them with Star Wars and Lucas. They're like, oh, it's just Lucas. But I'm like, yeah, but Mickey or um, Disney owns the Lucas films or whatever, like the IP for Star Wars. So this kind of shows you that the level of commitment that Disney and again, this was kind of backed up already by Will in Spaces. He was already saying like and 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 also like in uh, YouTube videos, he was saying that, you know, working with Disney was really great. So that was kind of alluding to this, I feel like. So again, we were, we were correct the Mundo on that as well, man. Um, again, I don't know how people are going to feel about this in uh, the macro of other communities as well. But nonetheless, like this is one of those other platforms that is also not, you know, they're not folding shop. They're still around, you know, unfortunately we saw platforms like Recur, Nifties go down and in my opinion, I, I don't necessarily think that's a, that's a good indicator of Web3. Like, I think that's kind of like, uh, because you want other platforms to be winning alongside with you, in my opinion, because they they all offer different things. Like, Recur was doing something completely different than than what Vivi was doing. So, in my opinion, it wasn't a direct competitor. They're yeah. doing just different types of NFTs. And to me, I think that's good. I think if companies are trying to do something different and adding value to the space, I think I think why not, right? So... That's just kind of my thoughts on it. I know a lot of people were like cheering for the death of other platforms, but I'm like, you know, originally I thought Recur was direct competition with VV, but just seeing their NFT drops, I was like, this is completely different than yes, uh, VV. Recur's experience, uh, VV's collectibles. And while like Cryptoys' collectibles is still like a different experience than VV. Uh, and I think at the end of the day too, like um, I see why people had a problem with, even though I st- like, I don't even know. Yeah, well, sure, I'll open a can of worms. It's a podcast. We could talk about whatever. Uh, like, I see why people had a problem with Quid because of, like, some of the animosity between, like, Quid and VB. Like, I get that, like, to an extent. But, like, as far as... And I, that's not even a backlash either Quid or or VB. Like, people can say what they want. I don't really care. Like, people's opinions don't affect my opinions of objectivity. But uh, um, also with Cryptoys, like, the CEO, Will, like, has collected on VB. He's, like, really chill, really kind. Has like never said a negative word about it, so it does rub me the wrong way when people like try to throw cryptoys or will like under the bus when like he's really just a nice guy who's like never really done anything like that I've seen as far as animosity goes. So I, you know, it's kind of like I don't know. It does. It's, it's even like an extra step of like I don't know why you guys are trying to tear this down because like he's literally just like doing his own thing. Yeah, um, yeah, he's a dad. Like his story is amazing. He's um, had a vision for years before. You know, we've seen really like them start pumping out like NFTs. Like this was kind of like always in their vision. So, um, you know, they're one of the early ones, despite what people think. I think it just, I think people are just seeing like all their products pump out now. And uh, obviously, you know, people feel like it's competition, but in my opinion, it's just they're doing something different. They're on a different chain altogether as well, flow chain. So, um, all right, what do we have? Oh, let's transition into Animoca and Rec League. You mentioned them earlier twice in. Animoca, they're doing the ex- excavation thing, but I, they have a cool activation I want to talk about. They're, it looks like they're doing a giveaway with like trip.com with some NFTs that will give you like perks and discounts on travel, which I find super cool because I'm like, yo. Um, and for those of you guys that don't know, like Mochaverse is like the in a, main NFT project for Animoca brands. Um, and Animoca, like they invest in like everything pretty much, it, it seems like. Um, so anyways, like that partnership's kind of cool if you travel a lot. Um, I think you may have you probably have to own a mocha like to to get like at least a spot to try to get at the giveaway. But that one's cool. What what's up with that extraction stuff? Yeah, it's a little I'm not gonna lie, man. It's a little overwhelming if you're not like really in the ecosystem. Yeah. 
so kind of what it is, and I'm I might botch it because again, I'm I well, I am in the ecosystem as far as like finance, like I have a mocha, but like I'm not like in the Discord every day, like figuring everything out. Basically, like it seems like they had like uh two sections, like plot one and plot two. If you owned a mocha and basically you held it, they called it soft stake your mocha, like don't sell it, don't trade it, whatever. Then you get points. You can use those points. Let's go back to the MCP, kind of like MCP points to buy things. But you can buy these little tools to go on, let's say, like a scavenger hunt. And on the scavenger hunt, you basically just click a part on the map. The map's like in like a huge grid and you dig and you can potentially find uh, relics is what they call them, which could be like batteries, NFTs or whatever. And I mean, that's, that's essentially it. Uh, the more mochas you have, the more XP you can get and the more like things that you've done in the ecosystem, like that better tools you can get. Each tool does something different. Um, it, but again, it's a little overwhelming at first because, you know, I'm kind of just like, what's going on? All right. I bought my tool. Uh, where do I go? And you're supposed to kind of work together, but like, I don't trust people, you know? So there's like a lot of spreadsheets on like alpha of like where people have supposedly dug at, where they're supposedly relics or not relics. But like, once you get a relic, you like can extract it using your tool. Um, so right now what I, my game plan is, is basically like, I'm looking at the spreadsheets. I'm trying to find a plot of land that like people haven't dug at, or at least they said they haven't dug at. And then I'm just trying to like shot in the dark, see, you know, your chances are pretty low, but just seeing, cause the first day, I went, looked at the spreadsheet and apparently there was like an unclaimed relic and I clicked that relic and dug it up and it was like a battery. So I was like, oh, this is kind of late. <laughs> um, so now I'm just kind of like shot in the dark, which I'll probably do as soon as we get up or at least at some point today, I'll, I'll probably try to dig again. Yeah. So if you're into like trying to get your finger into like a lot of different things, Mochaverse is probably the project you might be looking for. Um, not financial advice. This is just um, it just seems like what they're doing is is a lot of cool activations lately. So I don't know what these relics will do, but um, you know, just the sheer amount of giveaways they've done already is pretty cool. So um, well, I, I think some of the relics are giveaways. Like I'm pretty sure you can like dig up like a, even like a mutant ape. Woo! I, I'm Woo! like I'm almost positive. Oh shoot! I'm gonna start well, digging. That, I, that, I already that's what I was five. saying. That's why it's kind of like a little confusing because. It's like there's this like huge article going over like every little detail. And like if I'm not mistaken, they kind of like slip in there like, oh, yeah, you can get like you can dig up a mutant or something yeah. like that. Like it's like a very small so, thing. Like, that should be like the headline. Like, yeah. you know, dig up a mutant. Ape. So, uh, yeah. In, in uh, speaking of which, in other news, we have Rec League. They are um, they revealed the boxes, the Coda claim. If you own a Coda, you can claim, I believe, in a on the 30th, I think it is for a free box, um, which will, and if you own, I think a couple of mechs, you can increase your chances of getting a higher rarity, uh, which is cool for Coda people that are holding, you know, the base, basey NFTs and stuff. Um, and then on September 14th is when the full game launches and it's going to be full on Donkey Kong on that end as well. So just a little alpha there for people that may or may not have basey. Or maybe even if you don't, if you bought one of these mechs, again, we mentioned, Chris mentioned earlier about the rev share, like they're doing rev share, which is huge. Um, so I, I would like for this game to succeed. I think it would be a good use case for the space, and I hope to see it succeed for for Web3 Gaming's sake. So a little bit of alpha there. Hey, yo. Speaking of which, um, Sugarland, we talk, I think we talked about that a little bit last week, but if we didn't, Zynga. Uh, they're launching their own first Web3 game in Sugarland. Um, they're doing a free mint. That's something to definitely be on the lookout for as well. That could be a banger because it's Zynga. They're no stranger to building fun Web3 game or uh, mobile games. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Chris? Yeah, Zynga's also helped build uh, Pirate Nation as well. And um, so I really like, like that, that transition. Yeah. Um, I think I actually have an allow list spot for their Sugarland. Um, so I haven't looked into it a whole lot. Um, but yeah, I really like that Zynga is like getting involved with the Web3 gaming space to some capacity because they're already successful. Um, let's see. Yeah, I do. I do have a Sugarland uh, Lala spot. Um, I don't know if I'm. Yeah, so I'm gonna, probably going to be minting it. I just don't know a lot about it right now. Right, sweet. So. Yeah, we don't know too much about it. It's just good to see the macro of Web3 Gaming. Like, you know, big companies like Zynga, which are owned actually, I think, by an even bigger company, are actually building games on Web3. And we're continuing to see this even in bear market. Uh, game studios and publishers still building. So 
it's exciting. Like it's a good time to be in the space and to learn as much as you can now before all these games just activate and you have like a massive amount of people during the bull run, gamers, everybody talking about it, doing it. You want to be here early and we mentioned it on the podcast. So give us a like and thumbs up if you're enjoying this content right now and give us a share if you think this helped you and you want to help somebody else so it can be seen through the algorithm is much appreciated all right um another couple pieces of gaming alpha i just wanted to talk about super quick is fableborn it's a popular game among web3 gamers are having a mint on august 30th through the september 2nd it looks like or tournament um these rewards are calling your name top three get a free primordial mint up to 90% pre-sale discounts, tier one, two, tier two spots are years for the taking. Um, so I guess that tournament starts on the 30th, which is in a couple days. And another new seed world is a metaverse type of platform that is being uh, created by Seedify. So if you've been in Web3, you know about Seedify. They're a launch pad um, over there on Seedify. Looks like they're launching their own kind of metaverse and their first mint is coming up which is tomorrow on Magic Eden on Ethereum. And the allow list mints at 1,500 UTC. First come, first serve starts 1,700 UTC and public at 1,900 UTC. I don't know what those exact times are. You're going to have to look them up on like Time Buddy. I have no idea. But um, those will probably sell out fast. I think there's only 8,888 editions. But it looks like that's another metaverse play that I think will do really well, frankly, in the long term. I don't know how long it's going to take them to build. But that's just a little bit of alpha for you. Hey, yo. Yeah, lots of things happen in the Web3 gaming, man. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I've been working on my end to start streaming again, and hopefully me and you can stream together. And, uh, you know, I just, it's 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 fun, you know. It's, it's a very chill thing to do that's not as content-focused, just about having a good time and enjoying the games. Kind of like yeah. I did with Pirate Nation. Absolutely, man. That's what it's all about. It's about friends. It's about uh, friend tech. No, I'm just kidding. Um, friend is friend tech. tech dead, by the way? Yeah, it's down 95%. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not super uncommon. I kind of like, you know, we talked about it last week on the podcast. Um, it, it's a very attention-driven economy in NFTs. Uh, so it isn't, it's not no shocker to me. Also, that like down 95% is kind of weird to me because it's like they took like the highest day, which was like, I don't remember the amount of transactions. It was like 35,000 or something like that. And then they took like the lowest day, which was probably today at like 16 or yesterday at like 1600 transactions. And then they said, Oh, it's down 95%. Kind of a weird way to get that statistic. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, like front tech for me. And that's what I talked about on the podcast last week. Like, uh, you know, if it's, if, what, what, what do we say? If it's a Ponzi or not, I, I think just because things lose volume doesn't make them a Ponzi. Like everything like has hype cycles and loses volume i think from here it just is, it depends on like if they decide to continue to build it out or not and it seems to me like they've added a lot of stuff already like they added like you can add pictures now um they're making the ui a little bit more friendly making things more smooth so like, if they continue to build uh, i could still see it being a another option for people to go to because like let's be honest everybody wanted to go there for or a lot of people like especially that aren't involved with three wanted to go there for a quick bag of like of like basically like selling shares of themselves um for you know people to want to buy but uh now that those people are kind of out of the way like maybe they have room to build maybe not we, we get involved with a ton of stuff in this space uh this is just one of the many things and uh i still i'm still gonna be checking on it you know from uh, time to time i still do check i mean i check front tech every day so yeah same man and uh yeah i think the long term they could they could still pull pull out something here so i don't want to like discount them or like say they're you know it's like a it's going to be a failure or anything like that i want to continue to to like see what happens kind of thing is what I'm, my kind of thoughts are um but yeah speaking of checking on things uh we're checking on ai and elon doing some stuff chris you you said Earlier, um, you mentioned that Elon was driving around with like something. What, what was that? Yeah, man. So on August 25th, Elon did a full video to where he gets in a self-driving Tesla that is completely built on AI. There's absolutely no human code involved whatsoever. And he does a 45-minute live stream directly on X of him just being driven around by AI. Uh, it was actually in California. Uh, there was one point, I watched a lot of it, man. And there's one point of the live stream, I think it was around like the 34 minute mark, where he actually, it looks like he's gonna hit a bicycle. Basically the uh, the Tesla kind of curves in a little sooner than the bicycle. I was like, man, that would have, 
have broken out to mainstream media and that would have been a disaster but uh, from what i did watch they're trying to balance like there there's obviously still some bugs on it uh, elon trusted it enough to like put his life at risk you know of being able to be driven around by this ai uh, model but they're trying to make it to where it's not like overly aggressive driving, but it's also not like bashful, you know, as it's funny. Cause I was just talking with my wife about this the other day, as far as like bashful drivers. Cause I, I feel like a lot of targets are like aggressive drivers, like overly aggressive, you know, like it's just kind of, nobody wants to get ran off the road, but at the same time, nobody wants like a, Oh, you should go. No, I'll go. Like when you pull up to a stop sign at the same time. And like, I know there's laws in place for like who should go first, but like overly bashful people that are just like sit there, even though it's, it's supposed to be their turn to go. So they're trying to balance that out with AI technology and make it to where like this technology is not overly aggressive, but also not overly bashful, AKA getting really close to the bicycle in this clip. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is just a crazy generally speaking just like crazy to see and now we know that you know this was probably like just tesla their capability with ai uh, you know we kind of knew this was coming but uh, again they have like one of the most powerful AIs too a lot of people don't know uh tesla they have it's called like dojo um and it's like so powerful that like it, it consumes like actually a lot of electricity in the grid um so i don't know how they're going to handle handle that but they, they bought like a lot of, I think NVIDIA, like those Hopper um, GPUs that are specifically made for uh, powering AI. And they own a ton of those. Like it's like they bought it, they loaded up on them. So um, not too surprising here. I wonder, I do wonder if Tesla will eventually like um, sell their services, like some of their parts of their AI to other companies, because I could see them doing that in the future. Um, you know, they've just been such a pioneer in tech, but. Um, I think they're far from over from from innovating. I think we'll see a lot more innovation around Tesla. But um, yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much wraps it up on my end. I mean, do you have anything else you wanted to hit on? I know um, you've been monitoring a couple other things, maybe ordinals or anything like that. Some alpha maybe over there. Uh, news alerts, the uh, company I'm with is dropping a, another burn ordinals. It's literally called ordinals. Uh, ordinals are dead. Um, so that's pretty fun. Uh, we'll be doing that today. It's a burning event for like our original, if you've been following, um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be teleburned to an ordinal and we have some really cool stuff coming up in Ninja alerts that I'm not allowed to say yet, but is really exciting. So be sure to be tuned for that. And uh, as Kyle mentioned several times in this video, uh, be sure to subscribe to the newsletter because we'll basically be taking the highlights of everything we talked about and condensing it into like very digestible content that's readable. That way, if you do happen to miss the video, you can get a quick catch up on, oh, well, that's what happened in AI. It's what happened in Web3 gaming. That's what happened in NFT and crypto. Less than a one minute read. So be sure to subscribe to that. That would be awesome. Absolutely, man. Check that newsletter out because if you miss these podcasts, you can always read up on the email newsletter to get a quick once over, you know, on your on your way to work or, you know, if you're on a train, on a plane or maybe a self-driving Tesla car, you can just read up on this newsletter yourself. And, uh, you know, we'll be doing some fun stuff in there. And yeah, that's all we got for this one. Be sure again to throw a thumbs up if and hit the notification so you don't miss any more videos like this. It helps support the channel and breaks us through the YouTube algorithm and Twitter and X and all the other algorithms that exist out there. And we much appreciate that um, because, you know, we bust our buns doing these uh, these podcasts. So that's all we got for this one. Until next time, we'll be on Chris's channel over there or, you know, we also are disseminating our podcast to the other you know platforms on audio as well. So be on the lookout for that. And we'll see you in the next DJ and Dad's podcast. Peace. Peace out.